Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today's episode is sponsored first and foremost by Lalo Tactical, L-A-L-O dot com. Don't forget to put in the WWW. I don't even know if you still have to do that these days, Joe. I don't know. Um, if you have to put it in or HTTP, whatever the hell it is, <laughs> but just go to Lalo.com, Google the Lalo, uh, go check it out. Incredible boots, incredible shoes for tactical and athletic purposes. Make sure you use the code Maximus20 to get yourself a discount. We're also sponsored by Nitor Performance. Uh, they make some of the best protein on the planet. The best uh, protein on if the you, planet. Yep. If you are listening to this podcast, you're probably interested in working out. You probably do need some protein. Mm-hmm. So head over to nitorperformance.com. Use the code Maximus Podcast to get yourself a discount because why wouldn't you get a discount? And uh, start enjoying living that protein lifestyle. Now, <laughs> today's Joe, I'm getting good at this. Just, you are getting just good. I selling you know, stuff, I, you know, I already buy the stuff, but man, I'm going to go order some more because I want to go in on that more. lifestyle. <laughs> Today, I'm excited. Uh, we got to sit down with a person in the industry, you know, that we both looked up to for a very long time. Yeah. Um, his name is Ben Bruno. Uh, he's extremely accomplished. And if you want to check out what he does, Google him. Um, one of the things and I say that because one of the things that I respect about him, he trains some of the most notable professional athletes, musicians, and actors in the world, but he's not big on name dropping. He's not big on, I mean, shit, the guy trains people out of his garage yes uh a gym called the kitchen um and and it's amazing i mean he is uh as true to think as as true to like i think what the mission of training should be as anyone i've met like he really just loves working with people yeah yeah and and his his uh i guess image in the industry is more important to him than you know the accolades of who he's trained Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a guy that wants to be respected because he really, really cares. I mean, one of the things that you'll hear in the in, in the podcast that really stuck with me was how one of the favorite things he's ever done is working with a high school hockey team. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine, imagine I'm at a client list of who's who, and that's your favorite thing. Like, it just, he's a really endearing, intelligent, kind, and really passionate person. You yes. know, anyone would be really lucky to, to to work with them. So without further ado, here is our interview with Ben Bruno. All right, we are here with Ben Bruno. Uh, ben, I'm going to introduce you. Anything I say that you don't like, you can slap me. I'm okay with it in general. Um, you are a person I consider to be uh, one of the world's best trainers. Uh, I think there's some things that people don't know about you. You have a huge background with the NSCA, uh, really educated. You worked with uh, a lot of really high-level athletes, and that's the kind of stuff that we want to talk with you sure. uh, about today. Um, you you referred to sometimes as a celebrity trainer, although we discussed a little bit. We do not like that tag. No. Uh, there's some negative connotations uh, that, that go along with that, but... Regardless, I mean, you've worked with a lot of incredible people, um, and, and we want to get into it. And we want to learn about why you train, what you do, and kind of what makes you tick. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. Uh, we're in your gym, the kitchen, uh, self-professed, maybe biggest the world's gym. biggest gym, <laughs> the biggest gym of all time. All right. So, first of all, why was this place? And this is a question I've wanted to ask for a long time. And Joe and I were talking about this. Mm-hmm. Why is this place called the kitchen? Well. So, first off, it's really hard to think of names for stuff. 
Okay. You know, I've always I thought I wanted to do a book, and then I think, what am I going to call it? I've thought if I have a gym, what am I going to call it? And then somewhere along the line, I heard that saying that abs are made in the kitchen. And what that means is that you, basically you can't out-train a bad diet and that your diet influences, you know, your abs more yep. than training, which is true. But then I thought, okay, if I ever have a gym, I'm going to call it the kitchen because abs are made in the kitchen. So it's cheesy, but it's kind of just the right amount of cheesy for a name, yep. you know, and it beats calling it, you know, Ben Bruno's gym or like, it just seemed to work. So that's the name. That's I like where it. it started. And then the logo... I think it's pretty cool. It's a fork and a dumbbell crossed up, which I can't take credit for. So I mentioned it to one of my clients that I was going to call the gym, the kitchen. And next thing I know, I had this sign as a gift with a badass logo. And I was like, oh, cool. That was easy. So, Love it. You know, I always get credit for it, but the, that wasn't my idea. Love it. So your gym here, looking around, some people are going to see this on camera. Some will be listening, but for the people that are listening... This looks to be about 150 square feet. Oh, give me some credit. It's uh, it's like, <laughs> well, let me see. Quick math, 15 by 12. It's like 100. I, I don't know. Whatever. It's close to 200. 200. <laughs> so a lot of people, I mean, one of the things that, that we want to get into is. But actually, sorry to cut you off. We use the street, which is a. Long ass street. So, okay, if we so count got, the, actually, if we count the street, it might be the biggest gym in the country. Might be the biggest. <laughs> Thousands of square feet. If we don't count the gym, the street, it's the smallest gym in the country. But with the street, it rivals any big ass facility. I suppose ever seen. being in LA, you don't get shut down for the snow either. Like yeah. You're saying you're from New Hampshire. It rains like eight times a year. Okay, so you're good. Yeah, you're good. But one of the things we want to get into is the craft versus all the equipment. We're kind of in this age yeah. where the equipment matters. Everyone's selling a device. Everyone's selling some yeah. kind of thing. But I always say you need an empty floor and will suffer. Like if that's what you have, <laughs> yeah. you're good, you know? Yeah. Well, I, and I, I agree with that. I, I think uh, two things. One, as small as it is, I actually have a lot of badass equipment in here. Yep. You know, uh, it's not totally uh bare bones in the sense that i have uh you know dumbbells to 120 granted it's a set of adjustable dumbbells i have kettlebells i have center mass bells i have uh med balls i have a really cool sled uh, a skier i'm sitting on a k-box which most gyms don't even have i have a k-pulley which even less you know even fewer gyms have uh you know, every kind of, I love trap bars, so I have every kind of trap bar under the sun. Um, you know, we can do pull-ups every which way. We I have rings, I have TRX. I'm somebody, I'm very particular about equipment. So yep. I'm a tinkerer. Uh, I actually like recently found people that make shit. So I started just tinkering and, and making my own stuff. And that said, it's 15 by 12. So you're really limited in how much stuff you can have. And, and, uh, you really have to be judicious in what you get because I'm at the point where if I get something new, I have to get rid of something. Yeah. And so that kind of makes you think, um, and it makes it, I, I'm real big quality over quantity. Everything I have in here, it's kind of my training philosophy, to be honest. I'm a pretty simple trainer, but I, you know, everything in here is top of the line, but I don't have a lot. You yeah. know, I don't think you need, you know, well, it obviously hasn't affected, I mean, who you train or what you do because you still get great results with 
and you know, I'll stay away from the, 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 the whole celebrity thing, but you train real athletes who need to be in top physical condition. I mean, there's no, well, one thing I've always felt is that you can't sacrifice your training philosophy for the stuff. I spare no expense when it comes to equipment. And, you know, if I have a client in a unique situation where there's a piece of equipment that would help them, I just yeah. get it. Even if they're only going to come for a couple weeks, like I, I know I do take pride in my training. Um, I don't have to sacrifice that here. You know, I do have everything, you know, I, if we're getting real specific, sometimes I wish I had, um, a, a glued ham race cause I like those, but you know, uh, I have a pad that you can do them on. Um, the, the kind of meathead in me likes chest supported rows and wishes I had a chest supported row machine, but we've, we do a bunch of different chest supported row variations on the bench with the barbell and dumbbell. So none of, none of it's a deal breaker. You know, for me, uh, my big bones exercises, we do here, you know, yeah. um, I'm somebody that, uh, I'm big on trap bar deadlifts. I'm big on, you know, reverse lunges every which way, rear foot elevated split squats, uh, chin ups every which way, uh, dumbbell press. We, you know, I'm somebody that, uh, my clients would, would say I'm a bit of a mom in the sense that I always err on the side of caution. So for example, we do all our pressing either neutral grip dumbbell press or with the landmine as opposed to barbell pressing. Um, so I don't have to, you know, that's what we can do here. You know, uh, we don't, we don't back squat. Instead we trap bar deadlift and rear foot elevated split squat and front squat. And now like, you know, we belt squat with the K box. And, uh, so I really don't have to, it's not like we're limited by the, by the stuff we're limited by space in the sense, like I, I couldn't train big groups. But, you know, I'm able to give people what I would do in any space. Yeah. The, the big point I was trying to drive home was that you get a lot of people and there's a lot of our listeners yeah. that I don't have equipment. I can't train like a professional athlete, but you're yeah. training some of the best professional athletes in the world. And it's funny, space isn't a limiting factor for them. Equipment is not a limiting factor for them. The big thing is that the knowledge that their trainer has in, in this case. You well, you know, when I go into a fancy gym and this is before, I, you know, this or anything, when I go into a fancy gym with a bunch of equipment, I'm always like, I don't even know what the fuck any of this stuff is. <laughs> I don't know what this even does. Uh, I feel like a moron. I, and, and I just go and use the free weights and, yeah. use, and I just use the, the pull up bar and I use the trap bar. And I use the, the landmine for whatever. And, you know, so that's what I do. I just ignore the other stuff. So it's like, I just don't have any of that stuff, but I wouldn't use it anyway. No. And it's, I mean, it's really, really all you need. So we've got, we're in the gym and I want to ask you some questions about your 10 training commandments. Okay. Because I, I, I love these by the way. And I think they'll bring up some, some good stuff. Cool. So number one, thou shalt not train through pain. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about training hurt. You're being an idiot. Yeah. So right? there's a real difference, you know, pain and discomfort. And yep. I'm somebody that I said, I'm a bit of a mom. Uh, now the caveat to that is it's sort of do as I say, not as I do. Because one thing about me is I'm always telling my clients, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that for various injuries. Then the lights go off and it's like, I do all kinds of dumb shit myself just cause I like it. And, you know, I always injure myself, so it's kind of ironic, but I really do believe that you should pick training that makes you better, not worse. And if you're hurt, you know, it's just, it's silly. So, uh, 
pain is, you know, there's pain, there's discomfort. If you go ham on the bike or the skier, or if you do a really high rep set of anything lower body, it's going to burn. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking like your knee hurts, your elbow hurts, your shoulder hurts, and there's a zillion ways to modify exercises. So what, what I mean by that is the the idiot that has elbow pain and just does the same grip pull-ups through it because they think that that grip of pull-ups like works their back different than another grip. I'm like, dude, just do it where it doesn't hurt. Get your elbow right and you're way better off. That type of thing. All right. I like it. Next, think of strength training as your entree and cardio as the side dish. Both have their place, but divvy your time and energy accordingly. I'm assuming that you're saying that Strength training is really the biggest bang for your buck. Like that's what builds you up. Exactly. Yeah. And and so just in in the same way that like, you know, I think when you go to eat, it's a good idea. You know, you'd get, you wouldn't just get a, I mean, maybe you would, you're savage, but maybe you wouldn't (laughs) just get a big ass steak. You'd get like a steak and you'd get, you know, your potatoes or your vegetables or whatever. Uh, I, I think strength training and cardio is good. You know, that comes again, we all as trainers come at things from our demographics. So I come, you know, a lot of women before they come to me are just people that do cardio all the time and, and kind of fear strength training. And so my point to that is strength training is what's going to make the changes in your body. Yep. Uh, you know, p- people don't always realize until we start that strength training is cardio too. The way, uh, you know, the way we, you know, if you're just sitting around doing powerlifting, then it's not, but like the way that we do it, you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. All right. Now, the question for you on that. Yeah. Is that results driven or do you think there's a bit of personal bias involved in that too? I think, well, I'll say you know, definitely personal bias because I'd rather, uh, you know, walk on broken glass and do cardio sometimes. Fair enough. That's uh, what I was <laughs> getting at. But, but I will say that, you know, I'll say that, but I, I do think that, um, you know, uh, it's very important to have a good base of strength regardless of your goals. Yep. You know, and so I'm not saying that everyone, by the way, I'm trying to think if this is true. I think it's true. Not one client that I have really trains how I train, if that makes sense. I'm somebody that you probably wouldn't like my workouts. I do three to four exercises per workout. I spend a lot of time sitting around between sets. Uh, I like slower paced workouts and just, I pick a challenge and, you know, and, that's my challenge for the day. And then I stop, you know, I don't do a lot of like different stuff, uh, but most people don't like those type of workouts. All right. Do you have this written on the internet anywhere? Uh, my Instagram probably. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to let you know, I'm probably going to steal these. Yeah, do it. You Take know, them, actually make them my this own is replace cool. your name. So this shows <laughs> how uh, this has been translated in like 25 different countries. Really? How crazy. <laughs> I put that no, shit these on are... Instagram and all these different people send it to me in different languages and it's crazy. It's great. It's just crazy. Yeah. So the hard exercises that you hate doing are generally the ones that work the best. So sorry, in, in my words, I would say you need to work on your weaknesses. Yeah. You need to work on your weaknesses. And what that also means is like, when you think of somebody wants to get in really good shape, uh, and if you think that like doing, you know, doing curls and triceps and stuff is going to get you in really good shape. It's really not. It's the hard, big compound movements, the ones that kind of make you question why the fuck I'm doing this type of thing. You know, it's the, it's the lunges that, you know, have you gasping. It's the really hard conditioning. Uh, that's what like the people that look how most people want to look, they do, they're, they're really strong, you know? And, 
you know, you, you won't find a guy that has a big overhead press that's not pretty jacked up top, you know, and you won't find somebody that can do a bunch of pull-ups that doesn't have a pretty big back, you know, and, and I think that um, those hard, big compound movements are what gets the results. Like it. Number four, you can always make an excuse not to train, but at some point you just have to make time for it or be weak and out of shape. Yeah, I mean, that's self-explanatory. It's just, you know, uh, self-explanatory. Now, for all these motherfuckers that want to skip leg day, what's number five? Thou shalt train thy legs. Yep, do (laughs) not skip leg day. That's what it is. That's easy. That's, I mean... I got a shirt that says friends don't let friends skip leg day. But, I, I mean, here's the thing. I'm, I say that, but it's not like I'm making everyone do that. I'm, I, I'm a weird guy in that I'm embarrassed to even tell you how much I bench because it sucks, but like I can squat a lot of weight, deadlift a lot of weight. Yeah. I, I love doing legs. I don't make everyone prioritize legs, but I also will say this for people that don't train their legs hard when they start, it's crazy how it leans you out too. Yeah. I, I always say yeah, to people, yeah, you don't really want to look does. like an orange on two toothpicks. Yeah. Or like a Big Mac yeah, walking around. Even if you just wore baggy pants, all it just does. It changes your body. Yeah. It makes you know. It leans you out. All that type of stuff. All right, mobility work is boring. I couldn't agree with you more. I hate that shit, but do it anyway. Yeah, so you know, I, again, I'm I'm a hypocrite in this. I have my clients do really good warm ups, and then mine is kind of like one of these, and I lift. But and you're good. I usually pay the price for it. So yeah. I, I I think um, that stuff's important. I like this one, except it actually is 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 counterintuitive to everything I believe in my life. Yeah. Remember that outside of the gym, no one cares what you did for your workout or your diet. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> and listen, I laugh. I say it's counterintuitive because I have this thing. If it doesn't go on Instagram, it never happened. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But it's well, kind of true. Well, I get, I mean, here's the thing. Like I do social media too. It's like if I'm ever going for, you know, going to try something that's impressive like I'll tell my friend like film this real quick but like that's not what I mean I just mean like don't be that guy that when you you know I'll I'll reconnect with trainer friends that I haven't seen for like eight years and we've like gone through real life stuff and they just start telling me about their workout routine I'm like dude I don't so you know I don't give a shit you know the first day I met him yeah he came to a seminar he says hey I'm Joe Sabula what's your name he said Bobby Maxwell he goes do you want to know my friend time like no (laughs) at all are you some kind of fucking crossfit you know my my best trainer friends I don't even know how they train you know we just Mm -hmm. don't really talk about training it's like you you know we just don't Uh, so that's all I mean like nobody likes the person that just talks about what they're eating all the time just do it and kind of keep, keep it moving we got we got another one here similarly Nobody cares how much you lift, drop the ego, drop the weight, and do it right. Form matters. And, and I always have this thing. I want to I just preface this. Unless you're deadlifting a 1,000 fucking pounds. I had the chance to work with Eddie Hall in England, who's one yeah. of the world's oh. strongest man. And it's like he talks about what weight he does, and you suddenly realize how weak and pathetic you are. And that your 600-pound deadlift yeah. that you thought was great, it doesn't matter. Well, I've gone through phases in my life where I care how much I lift and stuff. One thing I... I mean, I don't think it's actually bad to, to set goals. I just mean that don't be that guy bragging about your lifts. And then also, I mean, we all know the guy, you know, I have, so I have this joke that if you want to know a guy's bench press, ask him and then put it, cut it in half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, because everyone, everyone lies, they use shitty form squats, it's even worse because, you know, that squat means that they went down two inches and called it a squat, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I had a guy that came in and told me he did 30 chin-ups. I'm like, I'll bet my house you don't do 15. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I don't think people realize, like, 15 good chin-ups is fucking sick. You're, you're generous. Yeah. I'm usually, like, three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> you know uh, yeah. All right. We've got train the muscles you can't see in the mirror. Your glutes, your hamstrings, your back. More than the muscles you can see. Pecs and biceps is good for you. And just because you can't see them, everybody else still can. Self-explanatory. So, I mean, so you're big. Like, I would assume then by that, and, and I'm going to have to break this down for people that don't know what I'm talking about, you're big on the posterior chain, which, yeah. by the way, means the back of your body. Yeah, people. so I, th- I think that uh, people tend to focus on chest, shoulders, you know, that type of thing. And that the back, you know, actually the quickest way to make your upper body look more muscular is to improve your posture. It's like, you know, it really is. You know, you can do all the bench in the world, but, you know, if you go like from here to here, yeah. people go, hey, if, to personalize it, I tore my labrum like five or six years ago and I didn't do any pressing for like seven months, maybe even longer. And in that time, I was just doing a ton of horizontal pulling because that's all I could do. And I'm somebody that I never like stop lifting. I'll always just, if I can only do a couple things, I'll just do a couple things, but I'll still do it all the time. It's just, I, I just train. That's what I do. Yeah. And a lot of people were telling me like, dude, you look like bigger. I wasn't doing any pressing. All I did was just like, you know, I just did did back. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, we talk about athletes in general, I tend to prioritize hip dominant stuff a little bit more than knee dominant. Now that said, we do both just like we also do chest, but I think that, uh, I'll nerd out a little bit, but trainers sometimes talk about ratios of like pulling to pressing and things. And you'll see one thing that bugs me about the internet is like, uh, People just like make shit up that like if you train people, you realize it's like not that realistic. Yeah. You'll see, you know, somebody go like two to one pulling depressing or th- I see a lot three to one and I go, wait a minute. So you're telling me that if you did five sets of pushups, I have to do 15 sets of rows. Like that's not what we do. But I would say I typically say four to three posterior chain to anterior chain. Meaning right. I do things in paired sets. So we would like start with a pull, then do a press, and then we end up finishing on a pull. So we do one more set. All right. Posterior chain, same thing. Yeah, so the way, I mean, the way we kind of do it in, in, in my gym is similar. It's like you always work your back a little more than you work your front. It's, yeah. That's like give, your, give your hamstrings yeah. a little more love. Give, you know. Yeah. And, and honestly, from my perspective, that's also because I don't even think that it's necessarily more important. I think those are the muscles people have neglected. Like you can always yeah. find somebody that, I mean, in any global gym in the world, what day is it today? Uh, Monday? Yeah. If we go to Equinox right now, every bench press is taken. Oh, out. yeah, for sure. Like it's International Chest yeah. Day. On the other hand, on back day, not a lot of people doing pull-ups because they yeah. can't yeah. because they don't do them. Yeah, of course. You know, I, you know I, I've always said, and that's still my goal, that my goal to leave my mark on the world is to get to the point where Monday is International Deadlift Day. Yeah, bench, you know, I, I just think uh, you look at a guy that deadlifts a lot of weight versus a guy that bent, you know just is the bench only guy, and it's a different type of physique. It is true. It's a different yeah. type of guy too. Finally, don't overcomplicate things. Always be learning, but at some point you have to put the books and pick up, put down the books and pick up the weights. That's self-explanatory. I'm somebody that uh, is admittedly a bit of a nerd. You know, I think uh, you told me before you came in, like uh, you know kind of I like science I I like numbers I like all that stuff but I also um 
am somebody that trains really hard and I learn more from just fucking around in my garage by myself than I do from any book. And there's kind of a mix, you know, I think there's a certain point where we're talking about lifting weights. We're not talking, you know, it's, uh, we're not talking about, you know, I really want my doctor to be super scientific, but like, I want my fucking trainer to lift weights. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's kind of funny when you get together with some of the best people in the industry, how much that comes through. Yeah. Like, uh, do you know C.T. Fletcher? He, uh, not personally, but I, I think I'd like to know him. Yeah, he seems like he, he says it in a bit different terms than you do. He <laughs> says, put down the fucking pocket protector, yeah. your fucking calculator, <laughs> your goofy ass glasses yeah. and fucking lift. And I'm like, yep, that's about right. Yeah. Cause you get these nerds that are so consumed with, I actually got this email once you'll laugh. It was, uh, I want to know, according to A.S. Prilipin's chart, if five sets of two at 81% is different than five sets of three at 80%. So I wrote back, I go, you know, it really depends on what level you're at. What's your max deadlift? And the guy wrote back 245 pounds. And I'm like, do you think this really matters? Yeah. But as a society, we're led to believe, I think, that these things matter when what you're saying is they probably don't compared to the hard work. Well, I, I... do think that it's really important for trainers to there so there you know it's not binary so there are a lot of trainers that are you know former athletes that are just jacked and think like I'm a good trainer because I know how to train I'm jacked and I don't think that mean you know that makes you a good trainer you have to know your stuff uh you know I think the most useful thing that trainers can do is learn basic biomechanics and how to modify things, you know, to work around injuries and stuff. And then just know progressions and regressions of exercises. Cause a lot of training is when you boil it down, is just being able to fit the, the right tool for the, you know, the person's goal. And so I do think you need to know your stuff cold. I really do. But I think that, uh, you can overthink it very easily. You know, I think, uh, you know, if you know the progressions and regressions of eight or nine key exercises, then you can do anything. You're good. You know, but you have to, but you have to know those eight or nine things like really fucking well. Yeah. So those are your 10 commandments. I actually love these. Joe, you, I mean, they're great. No, they're fantastic. It's funny how simple you put it, but how many people don't get it. Despite the fact we've heard these things again and again Mm -hmm. and again, people can't seem to wrap their head around it. Yeah, I don't, well, I think that there's probably an inherent need to overcomplicate things or overthink things and think, you know, there's something I'm missing or there's something better out there. And, you know, every once in a while you learn something that's actually better and you improve. But for the most part, you know, it's the, it's just doing the basic stuff consistently. And that's just like, just, you know, there's good job security in training because like you just always have to train. Like yeah. there's really no endpoint, you know, you, you always hear people talk about like how they fell off the wagon and that happens, you know, if you, you can get in really good shape and then lose it. So it's like, you just have to do it consistently. You know, you don't, people like it in varying levels, but you, it doesn't matter. You just have to do it. I want to talk about this too. We have got your gym rules right here for people. If you can't see this, there are two essentially uh, very nicely framed plaques that stand in your gym. To, to remind people now, I, I want you to know, Ben, we had a list of questions. We yes. did some research on you. We wanted okay, to ask. That's but fair. Honestly, I'm, I'm liking this a lot better. So well, you can the questions. <laughs> Shoot away with the research. We're done. Um, 
Wait, so you're a research nerd too? <laughs> you did your research. That's not true. And you, said, <laughs> you just said you just never, said. never say that shit on camera again. You just ruining my meathead. Oh, Didn't you call me a meathead on your Instagram? You're one today? of the meatheadiest meatheads I've ever met. That's why we're here. So I you, love it. You understand that's, that like the research thing is going to ruin my whole. That's a time of endearment. I, you know, you know. Once it, it, it actually got out that I have an honors English degree and that I, I specialized in Shakespearean drama. Really? And I, I lost half my followers immediately. Just I, it I plummeted. You're going to lose one, one more after this. <laughs> my if I could, I'd put you in the trash can. <laughs> Done. Finished. All right. So we got some gym rules. Actually, in side note. I, in ninth grade, had to memorize the O Romeo speech from Shakespeare. Oh, shit. And I still know it to this day. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, to this day, I still know it. I would terrible. say I'd lose all my followers. Yep, it's it's done. People don't people people like burgers, steaks, and bench press. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, shit. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name. I like it. Or yeah, I'll stop. It's not. It's not jacked. Yeah. All right. So yeah. we've got your gym rules. Let me get a protein shake. Real quick. Yeah, you need one to wash that shit out. All right. You must tell me if anything hurts. And must is capitalized. That's important. No exceptions. No exercises mandatory. We can always modify. Don't be a hero. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, I, I tell people usually it's like, do you really think one, because this is a common question. How many times have you got this? Hey, Ben, what's the one exercise I can do to change my, exactly. it's not one thing. Yeah. It's like, if you take it away, someone's going to be just fine. Yeah. Of course. You know, um, Wipe your feet at the door upon entering. I'm assuming you don't like cleaning up after people. Not really. <laughs> All right. Not really. Do you really have to? This is the Canadian in me now. I, I asked when I got here if I could take my shoes off. It's, it's a polite thing in Canada. You don't walk in people's houses with your shoes. But I, it doesn't seem like you get a lot of mud around here uh, or snow you, or dirt. You, you do, yeah. You get dust and stuff. All right. Yeah. You know, there's nothing more that drives me nuts. But I'm the, I'm the janitor. I'm the everything. It's a, You know, I'm the... You know, I, I clean, I'm the, my own uh, bookkeeper, I'm everything. So, like, I, yeah. All right. Grunting is only allowed if you can deadlift over 300 pounds. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just embarrassing yourself. That's, yeah. That's Fair just, enough. That's a pet peeve of mine. Sometimes I'll go to a commercial gym and I'll see somebody, you know, doing something. And I go, it's just, just as a, as a don't human. It's just embarrassing. Don't be dramatic. You know? Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, well, because I actually, I will admit I went through a fake grunting stage and in college when I started lifting. When I like first became a meathead, I would overdo the grunting because I thought it was cool. And, you know, I'm embarrassed. There's actually some, some old YouTube videos of me where I'm grunting more than I need to. So I know grunt, like fake grunting when I see it. I know when you're grunting to draw attention to yourself. Yep. And it's like, if you're not lifting heavy weights, like you probably don't want to be you know, I have, a, I have a thing with that. It's actually funny. Mine's not grunting. It's laying down. Mm. So to give you give you an example of this, it's like you watch the NBA finals this yeah. year. And you see guys like Kawhi Leonard, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. I mean, they're fucking working hard, running up and down yeah, the court. Yeah. Nobody lays down. Nobody collapses like they've got shot. No, no one's throwing up on the sidelines. But you get people in a gym... And they go a little too the hard in the, the only thing, it's though, game over for I them. will say that there's several times where I, we have a couple tests on the Versa Climber and the Airdyne where I am not a drama queen at all, but I've, 
I, you know, I'm, I'm a kind of friends with my doctor. I actually called my doctor one time because I, I got, <laughs> I, I'm serious. I got to the point where I was like, this ain't good. Like, I don't, I don't even know it's what bad. just happened. I was on, I was like just questioning my life. Like, why did I do this? You know? So there are times that I've gotten to that point, but it's few and far between. Yeah, it, it, it should yeah. be. Um, bringing your dog to workouts is highly encouraged. If you don't have one, borrow a friend. So you love animals. I like dogs. Yeah. All right. The gym is dog friendly. Fair enough. I like that. And I actually like that too, because there's this whole thing about, I think, and I think you'll agree with this. You can tell me to fuck off if you don't, but it's like gyms have to be so fucking hardcore. No kids, no pets, no, no. like when I was fighting in the UFC at some of the most hardcore gyms, I mean, really, if you well, want to first, talk hardcore. Because you said you fought in the UFC, I'm not going to tell you to fuck off, but I do Fair agree enough. with you. I do agree with you. Fair enough. But like yeah. some of the most hardcore gyms in the world, people bring their fucking pets and their kids. Uh-huh. And it's like, the other thing too is, is I think that ties in on a psychological level or an encouragement level. I mean, if you bring in your dog or your kids or whatever to the gym are going to make you work harder or even show up, why would I not let you do that? Well, for me, it's selfish. I just like, you you know, just like, I just like being around dogs. So it's a way to just, you know, get dogs. You're going to, you're going to come visit me in Salt Lake. You're going to get along with my little three-year-old. His life mission is to pet every dog in the world. We have the same life mission. He's, Sounds he's like we voice. <laughs> not, not, he, not, this is important to the podcast, but he's currently up to 1,482. Dogs. Really? He has petty. Yeah, we keep count. He's a, <laughs> again, I'm a math nerd, but he, he yeah. pets, he, we're up to a lot of dogs. Um, oh, I like this one. You can pick the music as long as I like it too. Otherwise, I pick. And for the love of God, no techno. That's it. So, like, if I, what would you do if I, like, hacked into your Bluetooth and put on some DJ Tiesto or some Paul Oakenfolder? Doors that way. Of the door. Doors that finished. way. Doors All that right. way. If you would, <laughs> shit, I, I apologize if we offend anybody, but I like it. If you insist on wearing gloves, you better have a damn good reason, and they must match your purse. That's what it is. It's good. It, actually, funny about that, I have the same rule. I hate gloves. So I trained a professional golfer. And he right. pulled out some go- gloves, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I can't for the clubs. Like, I, And I had a moment where I was like, he's more right than me right now, but I don't know if I can let this go. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, by the way, I would probably let it ride in cer- certain circumstances, but yeah, I can't think serious. of any of them right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll train pretty much any time except when the Patriots are playing, so you're a Patriots fan. Big. I didn't intend it for it to go this place, but like, if you look at your commandments, you look at your gym rules and what I read about you online and what I've come to know yeah. about you... You kind of got a bit of the Patriot way mentality around here. It's like you show up every day, you don't quit, you work hard, you hold yourself accountable. Like it seems. I like also a, cut the sleeves off my sweatshirts. I like <laughs> it. It seems like a pretty no nonsense yeah, thing. That's what I do. But it's also funny that you've had a lot of years of training some really good people and a lot of results. That formula works here. It also works for the Patriots. They've been dominant for I don't know twenty years. Well, they um, got a whole thing, you know, their whole thing, like, you know, actually I never thought of that, but they did have a thing, just do your job. And I think that's, uh, that's what you do in any job. Well, and that's do your job. You and know? that's one of the reasons I came to like you, like mm-hmm. in terms of like, and I have to say this carefully, cause I said this yesterday, we were working with Gunner. Oh, cool. Um, but it's kind of like, he's the man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like there are very few people I respect in this industry because there's a lot of fake ass shit. 
like you look on the internet and it's filled with garbage and it's like the people that I do respect, it's kind of that oh, shut up, do the so work crazy. mentality. Yeah, the fake stuff's crazy because it's like uh, now I learn, you know, people buy followers. And I oh, think, yeah. and I think to myself, you know, I'm probably going to offend people because it seems like a lot of people do it. But like I just think when you train people all day long, it's so annoying to see stuff from people that don't train people because one, the workouts – are like, you're like, no, nobody does those workouts. You just can't, you know, I know from training real people for one hour, what a real person can do in one hour. And then people just make shit up in these workouts and they're not based in anything. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I sit there and I think, okay, these people that don't train anyone, the way they make their business is selling online programs, but then they buy followers. So like the captain obvious in me goes, you're promoting your workout programs to fake people like what's the <laughs> what's the play that doesn't even make sense yeah you know it's just uh it's crazier you know one thing uh certain exercises i can do a lot of weight for my size so every gym i've ever been in since i was 20 youtube and stuff tells me i use fake weight so apparently every weight in every <laughs> gym is fake and then i realized they say that because people do use fake weights but my like worst nightmare would be you thinking that I lift a certain amount of weight and then you come here. Like I'm somebody, I'm a real person. Like you can come to my gym and lift with me. I do it all the time with random people that want to just get a lift. How dumb would I feel if, you know, like, you know, but people do, they lie about their, their weights. And I think nobody even cares how much weight you do. So why would you do that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, but, it's, it's but insane. Yeah, every single day, like these weights, if you go on Instagram, they're fake, you know, that, yeah. Every gym I've ever been in, they're fake. You know, like, I don't have to tell you, they ain't fake. So I have this, I have this, I get a lot of hate on Instagram. There's this yeah. asshole. His uh, Instagram name is, let me look it up here. Oh, at Joe underscore Sabula. Him. Yeah. Every fucking thing I post, he's like www.fakeweights.com, yeah. fakepodcast.com, yeah. fakesteak.com. Like, okay, I get, I guess this that's is what a it thing, is. You know? yeah, that's what it is. I don't, I don't even understand it. Yeah. All right. We've got, I accept bribes if you want to get out of conditioning. So again, you hate the cardio. No, that's not me hating cardio. That's me just trying to get a little extra dough on the side. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. So how much, how much, cause this has come up. We, uh, we asked some people online to ask us some questions about yeah. you. I actually have, uh, this burpee pull up workout for you planned today. Oh, it's a surprise. Sorry, really I, doesn't I got something to do. You got something to do. <laughs> so how much, yeah. how much what would you like with your checkbook, your Venmo, PayPal, how much? How much do I get to get you out of that? Uh, what are we? What are we well, looking there, at? There's not. I'll tell you this. There's not enough money in the world for you to get me to do burpees. Okay, fair I would, enough. Yeah. I so would, I'm getting a big check then after this. No. <laughs> okay. No. no. It, this is all just for me. The okay, rules only is, apply to me. This is you, you're in. You're in here. It's like you got. You're on my terms in here. Fair enough. I'm. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm actually okay with that. Your house. Your yeah, rules. Yeah. So now a couple of questions that, that we had, because Joe and I have been talking about a lot about stuff yeah. that, that we want to ask you. And we want to hit on various points. There's no real order to these. Mm -hmm. um, you've got, you, you've done the celebrity thing. You do the athlete thing. You've trained a bunch of normal people. Yeah. What are there differences between training like these individual groups? Uh, yes and no. I would say uh, by and large training is training. So okay. in the sense that, uh, I like to say that training is a great equalizer in life because it don't matter how rich you are, how famous you are. If you want to get strong, you got to do the work. So in that sense, you know, everyone's the same. That said, 
not everyone's the same. Not all athletes are the same. Not all celebrities are the same. Not all like regular people are the same. So the way that I start training, don't matter who you are, but we start with three questions. And every new client, I start with just three questions because I've been able to, I like to keep things simple, but not too simple, if that makes sense. So I, the three questions that I think can give you everything you need to know about how you're going to train someone are their injury history, first and foremost, their goals, and then their past training history. And injury history is, is first and foremost, because like I said, you can't train through injury. That's going to be the main thing that determines which exercises we do and more importantly, which exercises we don't do. Uh, goals, it's self-explanatory, but different goals necessitate different training. So, you know, I don't have a pro basketball player workout, you know, because some guys are 36 with two shot knees and whatever. And some guys are 19 and they've never had an injury and can do whatever you throw. Them. And so they have diff- they have very different goals. Some guys are overweight. Some guys are underweight. Again, Captain Obvious, they should be doing different things in yep. varying proportions. Um, you know, with women, uh, beauty is really in the eye of the beholder. Some women like a more muscular physique. Some like to be thinner and nobody's right or wrong. It just depends. And one thing as a personal trainer that I know is that the personal part is them, not me. So it's like when somebody comes in with a goal, it's not on me to go, I don't know if I agree with that goal. Like some guy I could go, you know, I think that guy would look better if he put on 10 pounds of muscle. Well, it don't matter what I think. Yeah. You know, at the same time, some women like having more definition than others. Again, I don't judge. I just do the training that I think is going to get them where they want to be, you know, and I, and I think uh, the past training history aspect of that is more because there's a, you know, when you're training for the long haul, there's a big element of like, do I just like this training? So I just try to get an idea of what makes people tick and what people hate. And sometimes I make people do things that they don't like, but I would never make them do only things they don't like, if that makes sense. Because I think for long-term progress, the main thing is always going to be consistency. And part of that and getting buy-in is is doing things you enjoy. So I just try to ask what they've done in the past. Not that I'm going to just do that because I don't, but you, you really have to meet people where they're at. So for example... A big thing for me is getting women to strength train. And some women come in, you know, off like some women that I meet that are like fitness girls off Instagram come in and like they are like savages in the gym already and they just want to learn some new moves. Then I meet some people that just run and do yoga all the time and are scared to lift weights. Well, I'm not like making them go super hard on deadlifts day one. There's a, you know, we build. And so you know, I kind of gauge where people are at and then we just slowly build. And that's just what we do. Do you feel a different level of, because here's one thing that I get from you. You would, you were saying like offline yeah. that one of your favorite experiences ever was training a high school hockey team. Yeah. Which, which I love cause that's like doing the real, I mean, that's the yeah. real work that like, I look at it. Right. Well, you would have loved it. So we had a, we had a, it was a varsity high school hockey team and we had uh, 12 kids that could, do rear foot elevated split squat with 225 on the bar for five wow. each side, high school hockey. And then a bunch of kids that could clean 225 and every kid on the team could do at least 11 pull-ups. Wow. That's, that's a, you know, obviously the best guys in the gym aren't always going to be the best on the ice, but like, I'll take that team. Like, that's a strong team. You know, there are a lot of kids that deadlifted 405 for five trap bar. Uh, and, you know, that just comes... 
I had, I said it in jest, but it was true. You know, people would always ask me my progression system and my program, and I called it the proprietary plus five system where most workouts we added five pounds. Yep. And by the end of four years, you get really fucking strong if you yeah. do that most of the time, you know? And uh, the main thing for that is like just creating buy-in with the kids that they trained you around. Because a lot of high school kids will take breaks and I got to where the kids really liked coming and the parents liked me enough and believed in it enough to pay for their kids to come. So like when you get a, a kid that's reasonably athletic to come three times a week for four years, you're going to be savage by the end of four years. Yeah. So one thing that's shining through about you, and it's, it's, it's one of the things that I kind of thought, you asked me about my first impression of you, this guy fucking cares. Like you seem to care a lot about what you do, which is I think what makes you good at what you do. Do you find, I mean, you care about everybody equally, I'm sure, but do you find there's a little more pressure when you're working with an athlete? Like, cause I, I find I get invested in, man, I, I, I'm training this guy. Like I want him to be better. I want him to play well. Do yeah. you? Well, a couple things to that. Uh, I think when you train high-level athletes, it's really important to not um, – one of my pet peeves is when trainers will work with someone a little bit and then think that they're the reason why yeah. they're good. And it's like that's not at all the case. You know, uh, The elite players would be elite if they did my training or if they just did spin class. Like yep. They just would. And, you know, But I think what I help with is you know, keeping – people healthy. Uh, sometimes if people haven't had a great strength training background, I do think that developing a good base of strength is life changing. Yep. Um, giving your, you know, an analogy that I use is, you know, I'm just helping people that have a really good engine, just give it a little more horsepower, you know, but you're not, you know, I can't say that I've ever taken someone from like a scrub to an all like an elite yeah, player you know it's it's I, I can't say that but i can say that i think i've helped people stay healthy and just do what they do you know those guys as long as they're out there they're going to do what they do yeah and that's that's not necessarily what i was getting at it was more of the like with the high school hockey team yeah. like is there is there a big part of you that i mean you really want to see them win yeah. right because like you're you're working with them they're yeah. your guys in, in in a way um have you ever had a situation where like someone hasn't played well and you beat yourself up over it or oh, they've got the hurt and you beat yeah. yourself oh, up the, over the it? The worst, you know I mean? when you train athletes and someone gets hurt, it just like, it sucks because you yeah. think like, what could I have done differently? You know, there are certain injuries that it's just very clear, you know, shit happens. And yeah. then there's some where you're like, could I have done that differently? I don't know, you know, and, and I don't know, it just eats at you. Even if, even if it's something that couldn't have been avoided, it, just, it really sucks, you know, because uh, I'm somebody, I don't like turn work off. I think about training all the time. Uh, my clients will always make fun of me cause they'll get texts at 11 at night that I thought of a cool exercise. And then I go, Hey, just so you know, like I just was trying this exercise. We're going to try it tomorrow. And I know that they're probably like, dude, why don't you just tell me tomorrow? Like why, <laughs> why, why the text? Like, and I can't help it. I just get excited. You know, like I, I do, that's just how I am. I, I just think about training. I, it's just what I do. That's what I read. That's what I like. And so when things don't go how I want them to go, like you, I personalize things probably more than I should. Yep. You know? um, and that's, again, that goes back to, to because you really care. All right, Joe, that is part one with Ben Bruno. There will be a part two coming yes. up because we did spend a lot of time with him. Yeah, which yeah. Uh, 
you know, which which is good because I learned a lot. I know you learned a lot, and and it's 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 something that uh, I never want to get to the point where I think I know it all. Yeah, I think no, from yeah. every other trainer on the planet who's who's worth something, you know, I I think there's something to be learned from. So hopefully you guys really enjoyed the episode. Uh, remember, make sure go out and support Lalo L A L O dot com. Get your boots, get your shoes. Use the code Maximus twenty. Also support Nitor Performance, N-I-T-O-R performance.com. Use the code Maximus Podcast for that. By supporting them, you do support us and keep our asses on air. So if you like us, go buy some shit. (laughs) 